the system revolves around folks who have ownership, right? So a focus of mine is to create more owners in the system because no matter how much money you earn, if you don't own anything, the money's going to flow through you to those who own, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and that that flow of money has, has widened the wealth divide, Percy. Um, and it creates a, a paradigm where you have very wealthy folks and very, very poor people. And ultimately, civil wars happen when that wealth divide grows so much that people start blaming each other for where they are in life, right? Gotcha. And that, that, that's, that's where civil wars come about. So um, we have to have a, a focus on educating folks on how to build equity, how to build wealth. This episode is brought to you by Subway. What's good, everybody? It's 99 Miles Per Hour Podcast with me, your host, Percy Garner. And uh, we got somebody important today. I'm going to mix it up. Instead of saying somebody special, we got someone important today. Uh, But before I get to our guest, I just want to obviously thank Subway and the Fitzgerald family for making this podcast possible. And uh, right now, it's probably going to be too late, but I'm going to mention it. You know, right now you can get a free cookie with a, with a purchase of a foot long sub right now. So obviously we know Subway cookies is the bomb. So go get you one. Uh, but again, thank you Subway for making this possible. And uh, obviously we have merch. I have scholarships I'm giving out tonight. And uh, sadly, I'm not giving out the Percy Garner scholarship because uh, no one bought any merch. So make sure you go to store.percygarner.com and purchase some of the merch we got there. I'm going to be adding some soon. I know I always say that, but I will be adding some soon. And uh, yeah, today is uh, being this podcast is being recorded on election day. So it's pretty exciting. Um, uh, It's just the primaries, but still important for a lot of people. And uh, I got to, I forgot to put my sticker on, but hey, you know, whatever, here we go. Let's get to our guests. So, Today, oh, I forgot. Like and subscribe. We need to get to a thousand subscribers. Uh, you know, we would love to monetize this channel, and uh, you know, we would love for uh, you to give us a thumbs up. Helps us out. Helps us get an algorithm. Helps us get out there to more people. If you like the content, uh, leave a comment, and I'm, I'm sure you will want to leave a comment on what we're going to be talking about today. So, uh, without further ado, um, this gentleman, uh, I played college football with at the ball state university indiana uh he's doing big things right now which we'll get to but uh this dude uh was a linebacker and uh pretty big strong dude who was pretty intimidating but uh we'll find out that he uh he's not just a football player very intelligent guy and uh i'm looking forward to see what he does in his future uh he is running for indiana state representative and he was on the ballast today, uh, so we're going to get into that. But without further ado, let's welcome David Jones. How we doing, baby? Hey, man. Glad to be here, Percy. Um, it's good to see your face and your success, and happy to be in addition to the podcast, man. Thank well, you. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I had to get you on. I know you was on on Ray's, and, and Ray was on the podcast, and uh, I got to see you uh, speak there, and I thought that was amazing. And then, uh, obviously, what you're doing now, running for... Uh, you know, Indiana representative, that's just, 
I, I was like, when I saw it on Instagram, I was like, oh, snap, let's go. So I got excited, uh, but I wanted to calm down before I called you, you know, play it cool. Be like, hey, Dave, I want to see if you want to come on the podcast, man. <laughs> Instead of being like, hey, man, I got to have you on the podcast. So, um, yeah, it's good to have you here, man. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously we got a lot to talk about, including how we met and, uh, yeah, and, and all that fun stuff. But before we get to that, just, you know, being on the ballot for the first time and seeing that, like, what was that experience like? I um, I smiled, man. I actually took I, I took a picture. I never taken a picture in the ballot before. I took a picture, um, and I smiled. I thought it would pretty it'd be pretty cool. Uh, my dad is no longer with us. Uh, he died during COVID, and oh, uh, wow. he was an advocate in, in Muncie, Indiana. He was a pastor. Uh, we ran a big church there, in Muncie, and um, he was an advocate. I just knew. I know. That um, he'll be quite happy to see, you know, where I'm at right now in life and the impact I'm trying to make in, in my community and in my state. So um, a humbling moment uh, to see yourself on a ballot to cast, you know, vote for yourself and along with some other good people, man. So this is a great, great experience. That's what's up. You will, I was... it. you will be experiencing it here soon, hopefully, too. Right? OK, OK, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh... we need good people in the system, man. I know I'm starting to see that I'm starting to see that I'm recognizing, especially, you know, you've made it uh, definitely evident that, you know, people, you don't have to be a, you know, politician. You can be someone who wants to make a difference in the community and, and obviously is an intelligent person with a, a, a background, you know, in sports and working with a team and obviously a degree. Um, but I'm, I'm just excited to see what you're doing. You know, we don't know what the future holds for me yet, but uh <laughs> But it's just uh, it's exciting, man. Uh, and I love to see, you know, people that especially that I, you know, sweat. You know, I didn't play alongside you. You were on the field. I was watching. But uh, <laughs> but it worked it, out it, for you, though, man. It, it did. worked out for you. Though. It did work out. It did work out. But, you know, to see <laughs> to see people, you know, shine is amazing. And in Muncie, in case, you know, the viewers don't know, uh, Muncie is uh, where Ball State is. Muncie, Indiana. So. That's where, you know, we officially became uh, teammates, uh, friends. And um, uh, but, uh, you know, I guess on the college football subject, I kind of want to just where where do you you know, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. There's a lot. I'm seeing everything on YouTube. Oh, you know, Lincoln rally this Lincoln rally that I can't believe, you know, we're messing up, you know, college football and all that. What what do you think of the the, the transfer portal and the name image image likeness? I thought it was going to be all gravy from here on out uh but obviously we're humans and uh <laughs> never anything's then nothing's ever going to be gravy uh there's going to be something that's always coming up people love drama so uh but what do you think about you know possibly the number one receiver transfer to usc who wasn't even in the transfer portal and all this stuff going on you know it's a uh, mixed feelings purse i mean if you can reflect on when we grew up my high school recruiting tape was on VHS, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how old we are, man. Right. I got to go find that VHS, man. So like, uh, it's a different world, different environment. Um, if, if I knew about the portal and, and the impact and, and you can actually monetize your personality, um, who knows what would have happened with me at Ball State, you at Ball State. I don't even know if you would have, you did, you might would have left. I don't know. Um, I think it's it's quite American to allow an individual the the right to choose his or her his or her own path, um, and and that takes a lot of risk. So these these athletes, 
mean, coaches do it all the time. These, these athletes can choose a different pathway in their life and they risk getting hurt. They working out or not. So I think, um, you know, it's probably swung pretty far, right? Maybe, but I think in time there will be some kind of balance. I and mean, right now you mentioned one name Yeah, true. And with Lincoln Riley, you mentioned maybe one wide receiver and there's, there, there's a, how many athletes right now are in college football right now? Oh, a lot. Cause we, well, we had 110 on our team. So. <laughs> yeah. So you, you're talking about thousands of athletes, right? Hundreds of coaches. And we're trying to highlight one or two individuals as saying the system is bad. True. Um, I think it's, it's American to have the flexibility to choose your own, your own career path, but also you, you know, the good and the bad will come with that. And uh, you have to own that. Right. Um, So I don't have any, I mean, my, my focus is is so far different than sports right now. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's pretty exciting to see uh, Lincoln Riley, you know, bring USC hopefully back to prominence. Um, We're hopeful, but um, I think people, weren't people talking about this a couple years ago when Kentucky was getting all these NBA, NBA recruits, right? Yeah. How'd that work out for Kentucky? Any national championships? Not lately. It's been a while, right? <laughs> yeah, and I, think, I think that's a good point. That's a good point. And um, I think it's just, you know, teams, you know, fans of uh, teams that aren't involved or of the team that maybe their best players leaving. I think they're the ones creating the most noise. And uh, like you said, it's it's definitely American to allow, especially a student, you know. We allow them to leave a school to go to a different school. Um, why should it be different just because they play football? So <clears throat> these programs, these programs, these universities build stadiums, build alumni networks, get millions of dollars in, in funding from these athletes performing on the field. Right. I see nothing wrong with an athlete monetizing it just like everybody else does. True. Everybody else does. True. Um, and, and there's a market, man. Um, you know, it's a market for it. So uh, we're seeing that market play out. Um, you know, USC hasn't even played a game yet. I heard their their um, their spring game was okay. Yeah, uh, their defense may not be as good. Um, so we'll see. They 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 should they should put up a lot of points, but you got to play defense in, in college football. Um, Coming from a linebacker, <laughs> and I'm telling you what, man. I mean, I don't have any uh, any data or or reference, but I'm I'm pretty sure Alabama was already in this NIL portal before all this stuff happened, anyways. <laughs> So, I mean, nothing comes out of Alabama, man. So, yeah, um, that's true. Anyway, um, man, yeah, the cream rises to the top. Good coaching, good good organizations always rise to the top. And um, I've heard Lincoln Riley's put together a stellar coaching staff, a stellar team out there. So, um, it will be exciting to see what happens over there, and exciting to see players um, become you know men. Um, hopefully, they have the right support around them. Um, I still haven't seen a Reggie Bush though, so. I know. That's what I was going to say. College football was really good when uh, USC was good. So hopefully not that college football's falling off, but I just know it was just that was the last time I really watched a lot of college football. You know, obviously I watched the playoffs, but I used to like, oh, Reggie's on. Let me let me see this outrageous video game not, stuff he's about um, to pull out. <laughs> I have not seen a person that makes you that makes you turn on the t- turn on the television screen since him. Deshaun Watson was amazing to see. He ate up one of the best defenses I've ever seen in college football against Alabama twice. Um, but there's been no player since Reggie Bush, a recent time, that's just so exciting to watch. True. And Vince Young in there, too. Them going head-to-head was crazy. 
But uh, Big Sean was good, man. He, he didn't like make you want to watch the television. True, 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 true. Like, like Reggie Bush did. So. Yeah, Reggie was on a different level. And, and you know, my wife, you know, she likes the way Reggie looks, too, so that didn't help. But, uh, <laughs> but no, man, uh, it's good having you on the show. But, obviously, I want to get to, uh, you know, let my audience, you know, know uh, learn a little bit more about you. And But first, I want to start, you know, just start off quickly about, you know, how we met. And, uh, obviously, I wanted you to tell the story because, um, you know, my audience hears me talk all the time. But, obviously, I just want to set the scene. Uh, we're both. I don't know. We're se- we're juniors or seniors. I don't. I can't remember. But no, we're, we had to be. Yeah. yeah, we had to be juniors, man. Juniors in high school. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're looking and trying to decide on college we want to play football at, and we uh, we are on the same visit to Illinois, and uh, yeah, take it from there. <laughs> yeah. So um, there might have been what three of us, maybe four of us on this on this bus, right? Yeah, there wasn't a lot. Yeah three or four folks on this bus and I'm, I'm from Delaware County, a little months, Indiana. And I'm looking around and, and, you know, in your mind, you're thinking about competition, right? Like you're always thinking about, you know, comp- if you are a competitor, you're always thinking about competition. Yeah. So you get on the bus, you say, okay, this guy has to be a lineman, big, you know, big old farm looking boy. Um, <laughs> and I looked, I looked over there and I saw this big old, this big old guy, uh, black guy. It's like, man, it's a big old linebacker. <laughs> And I play linebacker, so I'm like, man, I am undersized for this. This is no way I'm gonna win this. Um, just like thinking in my head, and, you know, we we get out the, um, we go in, we change, we get onto the field, and I see this big old monster pick up a football and start throwing it. I'm like, what the heck is this? This guy is huge. Freaking. Uh, oh, anyway, man. So oh shoot. That was my first experience with you, man. I thought you were the linebacker gonna take my spot, take my scholarship, and you end up. <laughs> So, so part of me was like stunned, like this guy's actually picking the ball and throwing it. And then part of me was like relieved that I, I am not competing against this guy. So. <laughs> well, I mean, little did we know at that time that we'd be, uh, you know, going to the same college and all. But I was just worried about like they got Juice Williams. I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing you were just about a different person. So, hey, man, uh, funny, um, funny story about Juice. So we played we played against Illinois. I don't know if you remember that. Yep. And um, I, this is one of those moments where I was, I, I believe I was a freshman and I got in the game. We were freshmen, right? When we played them. Yeah. I was a freshman, got in the game as a freshman and um, I'm about to make a title against Juice Williams. Right. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know if you know the vision of a linebacker, but you, you watch the blocking schemes and you kind of read the play and you react to what you read. So I react to, to a, a base block uh, and a down block. And I go to fill this hole. It's only me and Juice, man. Just me and Juice. I go to I, I go to form tackle this guy. He planted his right foot, and just the next thing I the next thing I realize is I'm doing this, and he's like five yards behind me. <laughs> just juke the mess. That guy was so good, dude. So talented, so man. He was exciting to watch. Um, dang, I just know he was he was. I assumed he was smaller just because how fast he was. And then we were there. I met him. I was like, dang, this dude is is jacked <laughs> but uh but no those those stories you can't replace and uh you know i love i'm glad you're you're able to share those with us and um now it's just funny hearing how other people and how their athletes think because uh, i know how i was thinking at that time but <laughs> but uh no man i kind of want to learn more about because you know we we uh have similar backgrounds but you know you being from indiana and ohio similar you know Ohio's better at football, Indiana's better at basketball. No, 
but uh <laughs> just tell me a little bit about you know how you grew up your parents your your support system your community and how they poured into you or you know just just tell us about it yeah man grew up a single mother um went, went to the church where my dad did pastor a church had an interesting family dynamic um, to where, uh, you know, I had a, another another man in my in my life who was a mentor that my mother was married to. And uh, he taught me work ethic, landscaping. So I remember as a young kid, man, waking up in the back of a dump truck, a dump truck going to go cut lawns and do some landscaping. Um, that's actually how I met Coach Hoke. Coach Hoke um, was landscaping. Um, one of his neighbors was um, the, the home that we actually landscaped for quite some time. Really? So I made I made Coach Hoke and develop a good relationship. And Coach Hoke was our former uh, boss head football coach. Yeah. But yeah, man, a lot of working. I grew up in the church. I was a church boy. Uh, every Saturday, I would go in go into the sanctuary, clean sanctuary. You know, make these perfect lines with the sweeper <laughs> on the pulpit. Um, and yeah, anyway, um, you know, grew up in a very interesting background. Uh, we call them underengaged communities. Um, basically, the home I grew up in uh, about six years ago sold for like five hundred bucks. So, um, you know, gunshots. If you if you can envision, um, you know what uh, what a Tupac said. He said something in the in the phrase of um, uh, "Hell can't be worse than this." So, <laughs> yeah. um, um, so grew up in a very interesting background, man. Uh, crazy environment. Um, uh, poverty was 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 poverty, but you didn't really know it was poverty because you lived in it. But as you grew up and you you became more aware of the system and um, and just life in general, like, holy cow, man, I grew up where <laughs> gunshots was like normal, man. Yeah. Seeing, you know, seeing drug addicts walk up to you, a little kid asking for money, hookers, prostitutes, um, very, very interesting background. But my mother did a great job at shielding us away from the environment that we actually grew up in. She kept us in a church quite often. Uh, she worked in a church, so we were always be there. <laughs> Um, which really worked out, um, you know, private education as, as a younger kid uh, and graduated um, in public education. So I had a good mixture um, of both, a good perspective of both. Um, but yeah, man, I worked all the time, went to church all the time um, and grew up with uh, my mother, a single mother and, and two other brothers. That's amazing, man. Um, the one thing I do want to ask, did you work and play sports? So like, did or did you play all sports or just was, did you only play like a couple? Yeah. Growing up, uh, Percy, I was, um, basketball was my first love, man. Like, you know, growing up, this is Michael Jordan's time. So you yeah. used to shave your head bald. <laughs> you know, I was only, I was only black kid in, in my, in my, in my Catholic school. So all the girls thought I was Michael Jordan kind of thing. Right. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, basketball was my first love, man. Um, you know, I did a little bit of baseball, but most people, most times people found me out in the, out in the outfield doing cartwheels and stuff, not actually playing the game. <laughs> so playing karate kid in the, in the, in the outfield man, uh, as a young kid. Uh, but, you know, uh, football, it, it, it was like, a, it's, it's a guy calling, man. I mean, you can't refute what you're just good at, right? Yeah. Like when you stepped on that mound, you couldn't, like, life couldn't refute that you were just a really good pitcher. Um, and in football, I mean, when you, when you, when you gave me the ball and, 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 and Pop Warner and I just ran over everybody and I tackled everybody. I can't <laughs> imagine you and Pop Warner, man, because I've only yeah. seen you as this, you know, full grown, yeah. strong man that, you know, that looked like he can just hurt the ball carrier. So <laughs> I wouldn't want to picture you with Pop Warner. 
Hey man, I had a great time, uh, made a lot of good relationships and, um, you know, uh, so basketball was, was probably my first love, but I was really good at football and I, I allow football to, to help, help shape out my future, man. So, yeah, well, I, I used, uh, I played all three sports and I continued to do that, even though I wasn't that great at basketball, just so mm-hmm. I didn't have to get a job. So, uh, <laughs> I just was asking, I was trying to, you know, I thought he was going to help prove my point, but. Uh, or actually make no, my point worse. Really, so when I, <laughs> as a young kid, we did landscape with my dad, but he, man, you talking about slave labor, bro. We, um, he didn't pay us nothing <laughs> to help him. <laughs> uh, you know, he didn't pay us nothing, man. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, work, cut down trees. I did a lot of, you know, landscaping work as a young kid, mow lawns, weed eat, all that fun stuff. Um, but once sports came about, um, you know, more so in the high school era, um, I didn't really work at all. I worked my senior year just because I didn't play basketball that year. I just played football and gotcha. was bored, got a job, wanted a discount at finish line, so I worked at finish line. <laughs> some shoes. I'm um, guilty of that so, too. <laughs> so a ton of shoes to a ton of women if you can if you can get the picture. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I didn't work much, but I worked in the summer. Um you know, during the summer between high school and college, I, I worked at Tire Barn. Okay. Um, but I didn't work. I just moved cars. I didn't I didn't change one tire. <laughs> <laughs> I just moved the cars, man, and picked up a check. Gotcha. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, but not a lot of people like me uh, had a job. So I didn't get my I, – I worked some, you know, jobs where I got paid under the table. But um, – no, I didn't. My first check was my signing bonus when I got drafted for baseball. So, and then I—that's when I re- learned that that taxes were a thing. Um, <laughs> what, what was your signing bonus, Percy? My signing bonus was four hundred and seventy thousand dollars and seven hundred. First real life work experience <laughs> check was almost a half a million dollars. <laughs> Most people don't make that in ten years. And your first gig out of yeah, wow, that's crazy. Yep, yep, twenty one. And I couldn't refresh my bank account online quick enough. I was just like, come on, when's it appear? You know? <laughs> wow. But, that's uh, that's, yeah, hopefully we can talk about that, man. That is wild. Yeah. I mean, that was, it, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. Um, you know, but I, but, but before we can, we can talk about that a little bit because that kind of feeds into, you know, what your kind of, your current occupation is, you know, you know, working and, and finances and, and helping people, you know, build wealth. Um, you know, I might've needed someone like that back when I was 21, but, um, <clears throat> how'd you kind of get into, to what you're doing now and kind of before you decided to, Hey, you know what? I'm, I want to, you know, I want to be a public servant and, and work for, you know, the people of my area and my state and, and make a difference. Um, so I try out at a few, few teams in the NFL and, um, uh, I don't know if you know a guy named Kenny Meeks. He's a teammate of ours. Yeah, you know, yep, Kenny yep. Meeks. Um, Kenny was, worked for a company called First Investors. And, um, he, you know, we, we, he grew up at, in Muncie too, went to Muncie Central. He was like a, a guy to me, a mentor to me. Um, so he had, we had talked and, uh, he knew my work ethic. He says, look, man, um, if the NFL doesn't work out for you, you know, what I'm doing right now, helping serve people, which you have a harder service, um, you can do a good job for folks serving, serving the community and helping, helping folks retire um, through the state of Indiana. So we, I got started because of a friend of mine told me about this gig where you can actually help serve your community and make over six figures doing so, right? 
Now the six figures was a, you know, um, you, you have to build a book of business yeah. uh, to generate, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year. People don't understand how much money that is yeah. um, and how much work, how much input uh, it takes to generate 20 bucks, let alone a lot more of those. So um, I, Kenny Meeks introduced me to the, to the business, helping teachers retire, setting up their four, three B's, helping them retire through the state of Indiana and selling a ton of life insurance. And uh, it's, it's been a progression ever since then. That's what's up, Kenny Meeks, man. I might have to, I might have to reach out to him. I remember him, uh, you know, because he was what defensive end, defensive outside linebacker. Yeah, man, he's a God. Uh, he has three boys now. All three of them will be playing professional or something. Um, Kenny, uh, he won't, he won't tell you, but I'm going to tell you. He had opportunity, man, to play in the NFL, and I don't know. I still don't know why he didn't do it. Really, or at least try out. Um, yeah, me and Kenny would stay. We we stay pretty close over the years. We call every. I always talked to him yesterday. That's what's um, up. That's what's up. Yeah, I love to hear that. He works for the same company I work. I work with. So oh, okay. Work at Edward Jones Investments, and um, funny story. He brought me on the first investors, and then I brought him on at Edward Jones. So it was, it was pretty cool, man. <laughs> hey, returning the favor. I like it. I like it. That's awesome to hear, man. Um, now, obviously, how long did you? How long have you been doing? doing that since what 2011 or 12 12 man it's all i did so my senior year so i came back to college finished like an hour of school and graduated in 2012 and um that february of 2012 i accepted a job a job uh to to work at first investors so i was studying for my 63 when i was still in college oh okay like it yeah Yeah, i uh i i took the series six but i i did it without studying because i knew i had two chances and I missed it by two questions, man. I'll do that to you, man. I know, I know. I was like, but then I never went back and took it the second time. But, um, yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, so I think it's it's something that I, I would say not only our community, just people in general, whether you come from a lot of money or not. I feel like most people are not, you know, educated and and they just don't do smart things <laughs> with their money. And I had you know, announcer for the Indians uh, or guardians, Tom Hamilton, his son on talking about, cause I think he works directly with athletes and help them not, you know, throw away their money. But I just think it's admirable that, you know, uh, that you went into that business and, you know, trying to help people because a lot of people need help. (laughs) So, um, but now we're at this point where, you know, you're taking another step in your career and uh, you know, I'm kind of curious about, you know, obviously it being election day when we're recording this and you talked about, you know, being on the ballot for the first time, but like, how did this come about where you were like, look, you know what? I feel like I can make a difference. I really want to do this. And, and I really want to run for public office and, and, and go for that way. And like, I know there was someone, someone had to encourage you, right? Of course, man. Um, so getting started in this business, they don't tell you, you got to build this business, right? So I grew up in a world where, you know, no one talked about entrepreneurship. No one talked about, I mean, we all hustled, right? But yeah. we didn't know that you can turn that hustle into a business, right? So we don't have to hustle anymore, right? Um, so when I got started in the business, Percy, um, I almost fell in this business because I, you know, whenever you start a business, the immediate thing they tell you to do or, or train you to do is go to your immediate network of friends um, and family and you know, build it around them or at least help them, allow them to help you get started. Right. Yeah. 
I did that. And my, my immediate network of friends, uh, there was no there there to build a successful business with, right? So you go to the community that helped raise you, that educated you, that gave you the foundation that you still standing on today. Um, but financially, there was not enough there. And I'm talking about some people think like a million dollars is a lot of money to build a wealth management business, right? It's not, right? So if you think, you know, I, I make roughly 60 basis points, so 0.6% of every dollar that I, that I manage. So with a million dollars under management, you're not making no money, Percy. <laughs> right? So, so you need you need lots of millions of dollars to have a, a business to where you can pay your bills, support your family, and have a flexible lifestyle where you're still impacting people's lives. Um, so I almost fell in the business, and uh, what I realized is that people had high income, so they earned a lot of income, but there was no equity, no wealth in the community, right? Um, so I realized the tools that I had at my disposal to help build a community or help, you know, help, help a family reach their goals, um, those tools were not adequate for the community that I wanted to actually serve that I care a lot about, right? To help shape me and mold me to the man that I am. So I went down this learning curve, um, this, learning, this learning hole of figuring out what tools that do I need to acquire uh, to, to, to positively um, and effectively impact the community. And that led me, you know, to get my financial, my master's in financial economics. It led me down understanding the flow of money, um, you know, the treasury, our, um, our monetary system. And then all that information and knowledge led me to politics and understanding how you can influence uh, outcomes and communities with the right political leaders and right uh, legislation. So I started getting more engaged in politics, learning about my legislators, taking them out for dinner, taking them out for lunch, coffee. Uh, going to meetings with them. Um, and then as I, as my business grew, my business grew to have a lot more business owners in it. Right. So I spent time with my business owner clients and they became friends and I learned what they did and I understand their thought process and their philosophy on life and, and their struggles. And um, their struggles were either the same as mine or worse. Right. Maybe they didn't uh, have gunshots going off, but you know, their mother or, or dad was a, was a, was a drug addict, beat them all the time. Um, their, their, their living environments weren't anything, weren't even better than mine. Uh, and they still figure out a way to, to make it in life. Um, you can look at a millionaire's hands and he, he had catalyst in his hands, right. From all the work he had to do growing up. Right. So I learned more about uh, the system and, um, along the way, um, you know, some folks had approached me about running for office. I'm pretty engaged in my community. I'm on a lot of foundations and boards and, um, and committees in the community. And, um, I think all that has, has prepared me to, to step into a different role um, in, in service and serving my community. Um, and I really, uh, it's almost like a, a godsend kind of thing, uh, Percy, mm-hmm. where uh, the stars align to where, look, you know, this is what God has you doing this next stage of your journey. Um, I, I moved into my district, not knowing that it was going to be a, a redistrict district, right? So I didn't, I didn't have any aspirations to run for for House of Representatives. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like the stars aligned, Percy, uh, to have a continuum of service, and um, you know, hopefully, with my perspective, I have a diverse um, background in helping um, all kinds of people. Um, and you can sit down with a very wealthy person. And most wealthy people, um, depending on their business, they, they know their business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but they don't own any stocks. They don't own any bonds, right? 
Yeah. Um, they don't need private equity. They know their business and that's how they make all their money. Right. Um, so that's a financial literacy edu- part education. Um, so that's a very wealthy person. I, I met a, a guy who's worth $30 million. He never heard of a, of an municipal bond before. Wow. So a municipal bond is a, is, is an instrument, uh, a debt instrument that, that, uh, communities, um, use to raise money in the community. So if you're a school, a hospital, um, uh, whatever you can think of, a, a, a the state, yeah. you know, uh, if they're raising, uh, capital, um, to build new roads, new hospitals, new schools, they, they do that by adding debt to the books. Yeah. Um, and as a benefit to you investing in loaning the, the community, your savings, um, that in return, you get to receive all that income from, from that bond instrument tax-free, right? Federal, state, local mm-hmm. tax-free. This yeah. man who's a millionaire who would benefit from not paying tax on income didn't know anything about it, right? Um, so that's very wealthy, all the way to all the way to the families who, who are just getting started out investing, Percy. So um, true. That's what's up. Yeah, just, yeah, just kind of worked out for me, man. Well, I'm glad it did, and I'm uh, you know I look at you and like I said earlier, someone that you know obviously we did a lot of hard work with, a lot of five thirty six a.m.s uh, work with, you know, sweat. You know, I almost cried a couple times. That's how hard the workouts was. <laughs> But, but uh, it's just good to see, you know, doing things that that you enjoy and they're making an impact in your community. Um, that's the, the thing that's funny to me is because when you when you're in college and you're 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 at study tables and you're just thinking about, oh, you know, I got football practice tomorrow, I got homework, I got an exam, you know, Coach IL is about to out, be outside the door, making sure I get in there <laughs> about time. So I don't have to, you know, work out in the morning. Um you don't really look down the road and, and see, okay, this is shaping me for this. This is shaping me for that. Uh, I'm going to benefit from going through all this, these, you know, hardships or these, you know, this adversity, and it's going to turn to me what I am today. Obviously we're, as you said earlier, we old now we, we see, uh, you know, the, we're benefactors of all that. And a lot of people like coach Hoke and all our coaches and, and rest in peace, coach Parrish, um, what they did, they poured into us, like you said, and at the time you didn't want to hear it. You, you know, man, come on now, quit yelling. You crazy. You know, all that stuff. You don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Obviously we now know, uh, that there was a, a method to their madness. And, uh, obviously we're both paying off from that. And then, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, November hearing, you know, you, uh, being elected to office, man, that's going to be amazing. Uh, but before we, but before we get out of here, before we get out of here, um, I do something with certain people, you know, and then, uh, I, I don't have a name. It's kind of a working title. <laughs> Josh is like, Oh crap. We doing this. <laughs> we do something, you know, cause this is the 99 miles per hour podcast, but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I try to do these questions. They're supposed to be fast, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see. I got this idea from one of my old jobs. Uh, right. you know, we get thrown into the hot seat and you got to answer these questions pretty fast. All right. So, okay. We're, we're not going to have a timer. We're not going to have a buzzer or anything. We're just going to trust you with this responsibility. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> it's called the fast nine. Okay. <laughs> it might not let's even be it. nine questions, but let's do it. All right, here we go. <laughs> fast nine with David Jones and Percy Gardner. True. All right. Favorite car. Porsche. Nice. Okay. 
Uh, if you were, this is awful. If you're going to electric chair, what is the last meal you want to eat? Electric chair? I ain't going to electric chair, man. Next question. <laughs> I ain't going. I ain't going. Okay. Uh, if you could, going. if you could have, uh, if uh, if living or 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 pass away, if you want to have dinner with anybody in the world, who would it be? Living or passed away? Um, maybe Condoleezza Rice. Ooh. Okay. Like it. Like it. Uh, favorite athlete of all time. Uh, Jackie Robinson. I like it. I don't think we've ever had the answer before. I like it. Uh, <clears throat> best advice you ever received. I'm going to answer that in two ways. Okay. Um, Cause it's not someone saying it. It's more of what I've learned. So I read, there's two books that kind of help shape my, my thought process. And it's John, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Is one of them, and then The Alchemist. Oh, uh, like it. But those two books kind of instilled in me is just living out your personal journey and becoming a better version of yourself along that journey, right? So if you think about life and sports, um, if you're competitive, and sometimes people kind of you know get complacent or they they get tired or they reach a certain level that is no for them, there's no reason to keep going. But life is a mountaintops or different mountaintops and the air quality at each mountaintop changes, mm. um, which forces you to either adapt or, or get through it. And so I look at myself as living a, a continuum. I love the, the, the title. Of the, I haven't read it. The title of the book by Michelle Obama, Becoming. Um, I'm continuing to become a better version of myself every day. Um, and then, you know, there's a, a quote by Muhammad Ali, service to others is the rent you pay for your time here on earth. Um, so, um, I like it. I like it. Okay. If you could see two people fight, who would it be? Two people fight. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, I guess politically, I I like to see Nancy Pelosi and, uh, um, no, not Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I thought about this because I saw Trevor Noah talking about this, and he said that'd be great to add to these debates when people are running for primaries. They just they just oh, fight. I think I, I think I heard that one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe 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 Nancy Pelosi and you know uh, Senator McConnell. I don't know, just because they're both old and they've been in it for every, a long time, everybody hates one of them. So uh, very polarizing. So it'd be people would pay to watch that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, favorite food. Um, I love um, hibachi fried rice, man. Oh, hibachi chicken fried rice is kind of like my go-to. You got me one to eat it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, go, you can't go get some, some awards, man. I know. I got to pass out awards. Hibachi. I'm like, hey, y'all, hold on. I got to go to hibachi. Dude, that, that, um, that or a really good filet. Um, it's mm. hard to come around in a really good filet, but uh, we have a good farm here, here in Fort Wayne, and uh, they have some really good Wagyu beef and um, either really good filet or uh, hibachi chicken fried rice okay all right we're gonna do last question i, I lost count but uh last question <laughs> favorite actor or actress um either bernie mac i know he's not really considered an actor 
I mean, um, he did. So we'll let, we'll we'll give it to you. Uh, Bernie Mag, you know, I would say Jamie Foxx is probably the, you know the best uh, entertainer of all time because he can do everything. Yeah, he, that's true. Right? Mac. But probably Bernie Bernie Mac or Robin Williams. Ooh, you know, Robin right? Williams. Okay, I like not that. Rest of, in peace. Not because for well, they're both dead. Yeah, um, true, true, true. I thought they both died when we were in uh, either spring practice or summer camp. Yeah. Um, but those are like two of my favorite actors. Um, two greats, two all time greats. Not that they're the best, because obviously there's, there, there are those who are better than those, but those are the ones I enjoyed uh, watching the most. That's what's up. I like the I like those answers. You got me some different ones too, and I like that stand up desk too. I knew you one of those at work, but you know, <laughs> yeah, working a not for profit, you can't ask for much. So, uh, but <laughs> anyway, you better turn it into a you better turn it into a four profit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you better but, figure it out. Man. I know. I need to figure it out, but. Dave, man, thank you. We're gonna have to have you back on here because we, you know, we can talk about, you know, um, my money mishaps in my few in my experience receiving that amount of money uh, at a young age and and going to Tampa International Mall and 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 uh, you know and having some fun. Yeah, you're not you're not alone. <laughs> um, it's uh the the thing that I uh, that that's frustrating is uh, first they don't educate folks on financial literacy. Um, I, I didn't know about a stock until I graduated well, until I was like senior in college or something. Um, so it's, it's hard to blame yourself or others who have a lot of income when they're not taught about how to build equity and the importance of building equity. The system revolves around folks who have ownership, right? So a focus of mine is to create more owners in the system because no matter how much money you earn, if you don't own anything, the money's going to flow through you to those who own, right? Mm-hmm. So, and and that that flow of money has has widened the wealth divide, Percy, um, and it creates a, a paradigm where you have very wealthy folks and very very poor people, and ultimately civil wars happen when that wealth divide grows so much that people start blaming each other for where they are in life, right? Gotcha. And that, that, that's what civil wars come about. So, um, we have to have a a focus on educating folks on how to build equity, how to build wealth. Because if not, the wealth divide will continue on. And an example of that is during COVID, the government sent direct payments to everybody in the country. Right? Yeah. But very few people owned anything, right? So they, they, they might've paid their debts off or uh, took a vacation maybe or whatever, but um, their equity, their net worth did not increase. True. Because they didn't own anything. But those who did own things um, made out pretty well. Um, in that system so see that's why we gotta have you back man i think it's important that uh i I would love for people to learn early on i'm trying to instill in my kids as much as i can all the mistakes i made and all the lessons that i've learned um because i did have people trying to tell me but you know we we need it we need to beat it in there because you know uh a lot of times we're we're know-it-alls and as teenagers you know we're not always ready to listen we're not in position to listen so you're not, man. Life, um, life does that to you first. It, it, it's almost like our our faith. Um, you can't beat a relationship with God into people. They have True. to experience it. They have to go through life and experience it. And um, sometimes in life, you can't you can't beat certain things and principles into people. Um, you just got to show them the way. Um, and at some point, your kids will will see what you're doing, you know, consistently. So if you're if you're consistent, you're you're kissing your wife, you're telling her you love her, you're showing her you love her. 
then your daughter is going to know what a good man is over time, right? Because she's seen it, right? True. Your son is going to know how to treat a woman because he's seen it. True. I think the same the same principles are, come to uh, building wealth. If, if they see their dad buying businesses, investing into real estate, or just saving in general and investing, you know, if they if they come to you to your meetings with your financial planner. Um, or, or are you meeting with your your wife on a weekly or monthly basis about your finances, and they're part of that discussion? Then it's kind of it kind of becomes natural to them. You don't have to really teach them anything. They kind of grew up in it. So yeah, he's already got an account. You know, we're already stowing money, saving it, and uh, he's already he's yeah, about have, to have him do it. Have him. So I was with a meeting the other day with an auctioneer, and uh, so he 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 sells high end cars. I you know there was a there was a Ferrari. Uh, in there, some old uh, uh, old vehicle worth a couple hundred grand. I think one hundred fifty grand. The point is, um, he helped uh, he helped his daughter acquire her first vehicle to sell. It was a, it was a small little um, uh, moped, right? Okay. Um, she had to take two hundred fifty dollars out of her savings to become a co partner with him on this investment in this in this deal. Right. And she's only nine. Right. <laughs> so um, know, just just make them be a part of it. Yeah, true. And not just so, do so it for them. You know, they got to They're picking the stocks. They're picking the stocks. They're picking out the house, the piece of land or the, the watch because watches are a good investment. Whatever it is, the painting, you know, they're part of that. And, and it will it will build muscle memory, just like sports sports. That muscle memory it taught us, man, perseverance. You can't I can do this kind of attitude. And so I typically sports folks, highly competitive people do well um, in, in building a business or just in um, business in general. That's what's up, man. You, did you get, did you catch any of that, Josh? <laughs> no. Um, again, man, we appreciate you. Uh, good luck uh, moving forward. You know, I'm looking forward to hearing the results in November, like I said, and uh, man, I appreciate having you on the show. Um, make sure I'll put, you know, your social media and stuff in the description you know, you viewers, make sure you click on that. Go follow him and uh, see how uh, this election goes for, for Big Dave Jones. But I appreciate you again, man. Uh, hope everything goes well for you. And I hope you continue to make an impact on people's lives like you did today. And uh, make sure you guys like, subscribe again. And uh, I want to say thank you to Subway for making this podcast possible again. And uh, yeah, man, uh, hopefully we can get together and uh, do some golf outings, jo- or. Uh, Dave, not you, Josh. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> you golf? Hey, person, person. I do golf. Hey. Got my clubs over here. All right. Um, the system needs good people, right? So think about it. And hopefully you enter, you enter into the circus, right? <laughs> you become a politician as well. But uh, the system itself needs good people. And when good people don't show up um, and become part of the system, evil, bad things fill that void all the time. So think about it, man. Well, well said, Dave. I appreciate it. And uh, you'll find out. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, go enjoy yourself. Uh, get back to your, your busy schedule. And uh, like I said, thank you for being on the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you next Tuesday. Peace.